Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good to have you here. Thank you so much for stopping on by. It is a Thursday afternoon. Technically, for me, it feels more like a Friday. I'm going to Vegas. Ray, I haven't been to Vegas since the pandemic. It's been a while. I've missed her. She's missed me. Tom Foolery. Oh, I bet Vegas has definitely missed you. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 they, we, you're, they have a picture of you on the wall with your wallet. We get it. We get along well. We really do. And uh, I'm looking forward to a fun weekend. And of course, because I'm going out there for an Indiana-Arizona game, Steve Kerr is afraid to come on and talk to me today. So he's going to join you and whoever you're working with tomorrow, Ray. No, look, Steve cannot join us today. It's the rare reschedule from Steve Kerr, who normally joins us on a Thursday when he can at 5 o'clock. That was the plan. But I believe Steph Curry is being honored for the, what, Sports Illustrated Athlete of the year, man of the year, something like that. So that is a presentation that's going on at one of the fancy downtown hotels here in San Francisco tonight. So Steve is going to support his guy. Uh, Unfortunately, his guy was not there last night in Utah to support him. And the Warriors could have used Steph Curry last night. That is one of the more bizarre endings of a season that's had a lot of bizarre moments in it so far. Wow. I mean, that was really that's that's letting go of the rope in spectacular fashion. Well, that's spending the whole night trying to get the rope, then finally getting the rope, and then letting go of it at the end. Because they were they were looking up at the Jazz most of the evening. And in fact, I think what they were down ten with about what eight minutes to go, and then yeah, no, they they were they were playing you know try to catch you from behind basically in that entire fourth quarter, and and. The problem with that game last night for the Warriors is they they actually had a few moments, a few things that were going to be great stories if you can frame it and wrap it around a, a win. I mean, Jordan Poole looked pretty darn good starting for Clay last, or well, starting for not Clay, but uh, see, I'm already going, I'm I'm already ahead of where I'm actually talking. Clay Thompson's a problem. I mean, I don't I don't know how else to say it. Does he have as much house credit as a player can have? He does. But I think that the Golden State Warriors... Let me just ask you, right, straight up. Can they turn this season around as currently constructed? Now, we haven't even reached Christmas dinner yet. There's a lot of NBA season still in front of us. But they got a seven-game stretch coming up here where 0-7 is more realistic than 5-2. and A lot more realistic. 0-7 could happen in the next seven games. It really could. It's so on its way to being a 2-5 and record that if you could sell me 3-4 and right now, I would buy it for twice the price, no questions asked. Tell me how many times Andrew Wiggins is playing, and I can give you a better idea. But if he comes back after the Celtics game, I think they'll be okay. Because I think he's that important to them. I'm assuming that Curry will be back, and I'm assuming Green will be back. If that's the case, they're still okay. And it's not like the Jazz and the Blazers are going to stay where they are much longer. Um, but 
if Wiggins is out for any significant amount of time, I think they're in trouble because I think Wiggins matters to them that much. They took James Wiseman, who from the minute he has joined the NBA has just been riding the struggle bus. I mean, that's it. It's just a constant ride on the struggle bus for James Wiseman. So they thought we were going to make life a little bit easier on him, get him out of the spotlight. We're going to send him to the G League for a little while. But last night, shorthanded as they were, they decided that they were going to recall him and have him join the big club. We talked about how just a a lack of star power in last night's game was probably going to buy James Wiseman a good chunk of minutes to see what he can do. And um, James Wiseman got five minutes last night. Five minutes. How is that supposed to help James Wiseman's confidence? How? How is that a good thing to do to that guy? Let me tell you what the problem is with James Wiseman. They don't like him. They don't trust him. They regret that draft pick massively. Let's be completely honest about this. They they do not like him. They might like him as a person. They might like him as a young man. He seems to be very, very nice. But as a basketball player, he might not be what they hoped he could be. And he certainly doesn't fit in with what they want to do. Well, they don't trust him. I'll give you that. I don't know if they don't like him as a player. I mean, they could easily dispose of him one way or another and just eat it if they didn't like him. They're pot committed. They're sitting in a bad poker. They know that they got a bad poker hand, but they're so pot committed to play this hand out that they're going to stick around for the river and the flop. And they're they're just they're they're playing their hand of James Wiseman. I don't think they're going to like the results. I mean, you saw last night, all of his minutes came in the second quarter which is probably the least consequential quarter of the four. Right. And I don't think they like what they saw. They're, they, I think they just look at him and go, please show us something. And then he doesn't. And then they can't trust him. James Because Wiseman. the second half, they've got to make up, you know, they've got to make up a bad third quarter. And at that point, they're, they're punching uphill. Wiseman is nothing more than a list of impressive physical attributes. Does he have skills that you think would easily translate into him being a good, ready-to-play-in-this-league player? He does, but it's just, it ain't happening. Now, it's still young and early in his career, and for a young big to come into this league, it's a lot harder than a young guard, that's for sure. But there is a level of something should be happening by now. That we just don't see out of that guy. And or that they don't see out of They don't see. Exactly. Forget about what we see, right? Yeah, I mean, that that's essentially it. I mean, there were certainly chances where they could have played him in the second half if they believed that he could give them something useful. But the five minutes they saw, you know, or was it? Uh, it was five one minutes. rebound? No, I mean... Yeah, two rebounds for James Wiseman. He had three points, and he was minus three. Which, again, his minus three was enough to maybe cost you that game last night. We're not putting it on James well, Wiseman, obviously. The, the two rebounds, I think, probably stands out. Because they needed him to be a, a presence. And I don't remember anything he did. Look, I don't, I don't want to go toot my own horn here. Sure, I do. But remember when Draymond Green specifically was calling me out on his podcast? Am I going to get an apology yet? Am I going to get an apology? Because the whole James Wiseman, I ain't seeing it thing was my point. Like, it, it, it should be better than this by now. Perfect? No. Delivered final product? No. But the start of a career is supposed to look better than this one does. And it just, they, they have no confidence in him whatsoever. And this whole, like, we, we could never ask Clay Thompson to come off the bench. Why? Why? Seriously, why? Well, th- there should be no sacred. There's only one sacred cow for the Golden State Warriors. That's Steph Curry. That's it. Everything that needs to be begged, borrowed, moved, uh, embarrassed, killed, stolen on behalf of getting him another championship is the priority. That's it. Clay Thompson had a rough one last night. Eight to twenty-five on a night where you got to be somebody. I'm sorry, man. The, the Warriors. Got a lot in front of them still. This might be who they are. As currently constructed, 
this might be who they are. And I'm not just saying Utah, but that loss to Indiana was they they have taken a terrible loss and compounded it with a loss that is in a weird way even worse than what you had on your home court with the nonsense of last night. It's a shame that we don't get a chance to talk to Steve Kerr today. We had a, a lot to talk about, obviously, this news that is coming out or at least seeing the light of day around Anthony Lamb makes me wonder aloud what, what what the point of that is. And I was just saying nice things about Anthony Lamb yesterday, and then I'm reading all sorts of stories with the word uh, rape involved. Has he been convicted or charged with anything? The answer is no. But why in God's name would you have a two-way player with this kind of baggage if you're the Golden State Warriors? I I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, Brittany Griner is coming home. That's the best news we have from the sport of basketball today. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. We've got uh, a clock ticking on the San Francisco Giants and free agency. Carlos Correa is out there. There are several reports that he is atop the list The wish list? How about this? If you weren't going to go to $400 million for Aaron Judge, you're going to go to $400 million for Carlos Correa because that's the way the wind is blowing. San Diego Padres, by the way, officially just ain't playing around. We're going to talk about that today. We have a very interesting conversation coming up later this hour with Dan Minucci, who was Brock Purdy's quarterback coach since like high school. He's a friend of mine. He's a sports talk show host in Philadelphia, or excuse me, in Arizona, which is where Brock Purdy is from. And we're going to be talking to Dan Minucci, George Contos on free agency, and the Giants a little bit later on today, open lines otherwise, and a food report that you absolutely have to stick around for in our third and final hour today. we got a lot for you this afternoon. Damon and Ratto, it's good to have you here. The merch store is officially open for business. 957thegameshop.com. You can check it out right now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Here's Kaminga with his second free throw, and he missed that. DiVincenzo circles to the corner. Poole goes backcourt. Clay Thompson gets it. He's trapped. Ripped away by Olenek. He stole it. Ball comes to Beasley. Beasley left side. Fontecchio blocked by Clay. Poole gets it back. And then Fontecchio fouls him with 13.3 to go. Clay Thompson with a turnover, but then makes a huge defensive play to block it. Coming back and maybe saving the game. Cool. Last year, number one in the league. 11 for 11. He misses the first. Wow. Olenek finds Alexander Walker up top. Off the screen. He's got drive all the way. They give a lamp. He throws out. Beasley. He hits a three in the right wing. With 6.9 to go. Jerome to throw it in. Poole gets free. Catches and the ball's knocked away. Picked up by Utah. On the break. Beasley feeds in. Patekio with a jam. The Warriors are down by one. No timeouts. Ty Jerome throws it the length of the floor. Deflected. The ball game's over. The Warriors. 
Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Tim Roy with the calls. Several calls. That was Mark Grandy's montage of pain. Everything that went wrong in like the last 40 seconds of that game was right there for you. And that's one of those games where, look, it was a massive blown chance to turn a circumstances loss, like all the circumstances said that they were going to lose, and then all of a sudden it looked like they were going to win, and they bumble that away on just plays that make you scratch your head. I mean, really, I, I it, the, the fact that, Clay Thompson watched someone shoot a three instead of chasing him off a three-point line. I don't get. I just don't get it. How you get caught sleeping in no man's land? I I don't get it. And then for Poole to get his pocket picked, was he fouled? Yeah. But I I, I you just you got to be better than that. And that's one of those losses where they probably thought the damn win was in the barn, and then. I'm guessing there was as much stunned silence in that locker room in the first 10 minutes of walking in there as we've had in the Warriors locker room in a while. That's one of those, how the hell did that happen? What the hell just happened in the last 14 seconds of this basketball game? That was something else. Yeah, it's it's another reminder that without Wiggins, Curry, and Draymond Green, they're not great at finishing. They have to learn that. I mean, Poole's got to protect the ball better. Did he get bumped around? Yeah, but that call's not going to be made at that point in the game. It's your job to protect the ball, first of all, and then make them foul you while holding on to it. Um, Thompson getting lost on the exchange. I guess I'm not as surprised because I did not expect Alexander Walker to kick the ball out. I thought he was going to go to the basket. That said, I haven't been playing defense in the NBA for 12 years. So, and Thompson copped to it. So well, the situation is, let him go to the basket. Let yeah. him go. I mean, literally invite him to the orange rim. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying is what my reaction was. Yeah. I mean, Thompson said he made the wrong play, and in hindsight, that's clearly true. But the Warriors never used to lose games by not being able to protect, protect the possession and then protect the ball. I mean, that's something that a team without their three core players has to learn to do and I think that's one of the reasons why they're 13 and 13 because everybody who isn't part of that core is either struggling as Thompson is or hasn't had enough experience at that to figure it out and which means that they are relative neophytes Jordan Poole was having himself a pretty darn good game right up until he coughed it up in the worst possible time Jonathan Kaminga absolutely had one of his best games of his young career last night. It's a shame that that didn't translate into a win. But you're you're right, Clay. You know, he, he never runs from something he did wrong. He owned it. Oh, thank you for letting me recollect such a great moment of the game. Uh, I just fell asleep. I didn't watch the ball handler get to the rim rather than sticking on the three-point shooter. No, that was a... Dreadful mistake by myself. There you go. I mean, I always appreciate Clay's honesty. Look, I, I think that this team might have to be a little more honest with itself and say that just modus operandi, the way we've gone about things in the past, no longer applies to the season that we're in. And the whole, like, we would never take Clay Thompson out of the starting lineup. They don't have the luxury to be that stubborn anymore. I really don't think that they do. Uh, the Warriors, they're certainly not having the type of the year where they can, you know, afford to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. That's exactly what they did last night. That was a that was a tough one. And that was a rough one. And all I can tell you is that things probably ain't getting better anytime soon. The Warriors got the Celtics on Saturday at Chase Center. Wiggins already ruled out. I'm calling that a loss. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, you know, the, the benefit of the doubt that I wanted to give you at home across the board sort of washed away after that Pacers loss. Well, so that feels like a mention, I don't mean to interrupt, but what the Celtics did to the Suns last night in Phoenix, too. I didn't even notice that. What did they do? They were ahead by 45 at one point and took the foot off the break and only won by 27. The Boston Celtics are the best team in basketball right now. And it's not close. They're the best team in basketball right now. They have a uh, world-class offense and a defense that isn't quite what it was last year, but doesn't need to be because they're running one of the more efficient offenses Ever. 
right now. So they're probably losing at home on Saturday. And then you got yourself a unkind road trip with two back-to-backs and dates in Milwaukee, Indiana, Philadelphia, Toronto, New York, and Brooklyn before you come back home to Chase Center to play the Grizzlies on Christmas Day. Again, that's a seven-game stretch where two and five feels like an absolute reality to the point where if you sold me a losing record at three and four right now, I would run to the window to buy it. And I think the Warriors would too. I think that they know something ain't right. <laughs> I mean, they have to, right? I mean, come on. They have to. They're trying to play it cool. They're trying to remain calm. And part of leadership is re- keeping your cool while others lose those, you know, lose their cool around you. But this just, it ain't fitting. It ain't fitting. And then you lose like you lose last night. And then you got the whole sort of, it just feels like it ain't going to be your year hanging over this team with a lot of year left in it. But as they're currently built, I don't think they got a shot to be an NBA champion. That's for sure. Not, not the way that they're built. Not the way that they're playing. So Bob Myers needs needs to start getting on these telephones. A deal needs to be done if this team's going anywhere this year based on who they are right now. And who they are right now could be 13 and 20 after this coming up road trip. I mean, it, 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 they're just not right. That's obvious. And the whole luxury of, well, you know, we're not going to play Clay on back-to-backs and we're going to give Steph the nights off when he needs them and we're going to err on the side of caution over here and over here, over here. You don't have that luxury anymore. You don't. The, the Warriors do not have the, yeah, we're really good. We can overcome anything luxury anymore. They don't. They, don't, they just do not have it. They need to start playing with a sense of urgency. They need to ask their players who have given them so much over the years to even give more right now. There is, you know, I don't want to hear about, well, we can't play Steph this much this year because he's got these years remaining on his contract. Stop it. Stop it. This team needs a dramatic change of direction, and they need it now. They can't afford to wait until like, yeah, you know, we'll see who we are around the All-Star break. We'll see you around Valentine's Day. We'll reevaluate then. You should be reevaluating right now, and the evaluation is, this ain't even close to being good enough. Oh, I think they know that, first of all, and I think they have been evaluating, but the truth is, there are so many guys on this roster who are not going to be able to turn around the things that they're not doing well yet. I mean, they are just now getting Kaminga up to speed. Just now. And how long has that taken? Uh, This is going to be a long and agonizing process, not because they're taking their time and putting their feet up, but because those guys are going to advance the pace they advance at. And rushing them, you know, doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it worse. It's just they're going to get it when they get it and not before. Um, you know, Weissman may never get it. Moody is a work in progress. Poole gives you with one hand and takes it away from you with the other. That's the nature of this roster by right now. And it's not through lack of trying that the Warriors would like them to be more efficient. They're just not. And it's going to take a while. And it is going to take probably till Valentine's Day. Not because they're diddling around, but because that's the pace at which this is happening. Steve Kerr. On the last 15 seconds of last night's game. You watched. You're asking me what happened. You just watched the game. We didn't take care of the ball. We turned it over and um, and they took the game. And it's a shame because our guys did a lot of great stuff. I thought to that point they really fought and earned the right to win the game. And then we didn't close it. You got to close it. You got to be rock solid with the ball. You got to be smart defensively. Uh, we were neither of those things the last 13 seconds. Talked about what it was like in that locker room last night. Here's Steve Kerr on that. In my experience, there's one game like this every year where you just leave the building saying, what just happened? It happened to us last year, a couple of them. You know, last year, home games against Denver and Indiana where we gave up tying threes, tying three against Indiana and a game-winning three against Denver where you make mistakes down the stretch and you just leave the arena and you're just shaking your head. You're thinking, how did we just let that happen? So as a team, as a staff, you know, it's important that we move on. So you learn from it, watch the tape, see what you need to do better. 
can't leave a three-point shooter up four, six seconds left, whatever it was, when the game plan is to not give up threes. We relax. We give up a three. And then we got to take care of the ball. If you know they're coming, we got to chest that ball. You know, we didn't take care of those things down the stretch. Like I said, I feel terrible for our guys because they fought. They did a lot of great things. But we have to close the door. This is a hard league. Every Everybody's good. Everybody's got great players. And we didn't close the door. Look, he's right. You do have one or two of those what-the-hell-just-happened games. They just had those games back-to-back. That's the problem with the Warriors. 888-957-9570. Damon and Ratto, we are on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash 957thegame and see the glorious presentation of two physical specimens talking sports in a high-action film that is two guys sitting in a studio. Scintillating, right? I, w- I wouldn't watch it if I were you. This is Zach in San Francisco. Zach, thanks for the call. What do you got? Um, so I, I would make a couple points. I think you're being a little dramatic, I think, with the the outcome of this game. Because if you look at their, I'd say two things. If you look at their last 15 games to say where they're at, because I think the first half of the season, there's a lot of reasons why they were playing. Their backups were not doing well. There's a number of other things. Kaminga wasn't playing. But they're seventh in offensive rating. They're eighth in defensive rating. And overall net rating, they're like fourth. So they certainly have a lot of the pieces. They're starting five is the top scoring starting five in the league. Starting four is, is up there as well. And and so it really comes down to they have this issue where the backups are not holding their own and they're losing games. And then they also have Steve Kerr sitting so many people so often. I mean, he sat four people in New Orleans and gave you know handed away the game. He sat the people last night. You know, I don't know if Curry could have played or not, probably. And, you know, made it a lot tougher. And he, frankly, was the guy that got mad at Wiseman early. And he seems to have a record of getting mad at big guys and sort of just sitting them. He did it with JaVale McGee a few years ago. And suddenly the guy sitting, never getting any time. And kind of took away Wiseman's confidence to some extent. He sat Kaminga for a long time. Kaminga has always been the best bench player on defense we have. He's, he's the most athletic. He's the strongest. He's the best jumper. He can, you know, get his own, you know, he can attack the rim. There's a lot of things to like about him. So if you're not going to have Wiggins, he's at least a, an okay substitute on the defensive end. He's not done the same on the offensive end, but he's definitely a substitute on the defensive end. And even in that game last night, why is Ty Jerome inbounding the ball? It makes no sense. The guy's not, doesn't play. He's never going to see the floor in a playoff game. So what's he doing having him inbound the ball? Have, have Looney inbound the ball. Have Clay, you know, Clay could have come and got the ball. It didn't have to be, uh, you know, it didn't have to be pool. But I don't think it's as bad as, as what you think. But they definitely, every year they have this issue. The starters are, are winning and the, the bench has to keep the lead. They just have to keep. Right. All, you got, all the bench needs to do is allow this team to tread water. Whatever lead is built up by the starting five, which is one of the best offenses in basketball, the bench gives it right back. Not some of the time, all of the time. I mean, really, it's it, and you know, a, a, a little overreacting, maybe. But man, I'm just telling you, I got basketball eyes. My basketball eyes do not like what they see from this basketball team, man. I, I just, I'm. I, not very impressed. Not very impressed. And you can't be. They aren't. And they got to be a little concerned, man. They got to be a little concerned. They really have to be. There's plenty of plenty of options, you know, that are out there that could maybe change things around for this team. Will they have the guts to make a trade that hurts if they have to? I don't think that they should be loyal to anyone on this team not named Steph Curry. Steph Curry is literally the only guy who ultimately matters the most. So whatever you got to do, whoever's feelings needs to be hurt, whoever minutes needs to go up or down, or whoever position as a starter needs to be rendered to the bench or vice versa, other way around, I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm going to pull the old, uh, I don't like it politically, but in sports, sometimes I have to F your feelings. I don't care whose feelings get hurt anymore. And the whole thing, like, you know, James Wiseman, man. James, you know, they had to send him to go play in hiding. 
to get his confidence back. And then they bring him back and they give him five minutes. Whatever confidence James Wiseman might have been glomming onto in the G League was probably stripped off him with paint thinner last night. But, but this isn't about James Wiseman. He got called up because they were down three guys. It wasn't because they declared him cured. I mean, it's, you know, it's a matter of, okay, we're calling you up because we got an emergency. Well, here's the thing. So, so use Patrick Baldwin Jr. then for your an emergency. Use, you know, well, go- he's clearly not even remotely close to being ready to be a part of a close game on the road yet. Uh, you, I mean, they're, he's, they're, he's more ready than the guy in the G League, Ray. They're place fillers. That's the point. There's a, there's a huge chasm between their starters with pool in the middle of that and then everybody else who doesn't help and only now is Kaminga being part of that you know this is not going to take this is not going to happen in a hurry it's not going to happen at the pace that the Warriors want you know they got stuck in a weird way the same way the Giants did thinking their young guys were ready before they were and it's just it's going to take longer than they want it to which means you're going to have games like this where they fall behind, they have to scramble like hell to get back, and then sometimes they'll barf all over themselves at the end. This is who they are right now. And it's not because there's some sort of you know, ignorance about, you know, oh, this guy needs fewer minutes. Who are you going to give the minutes to if you sit Clay Thompson last night? Is it Dante DiVincenzo? Of course not. Moses Moody. Why? What's he done? I don't know. That's the point. Let's but it's find a, but it's out. Not a ma- but it's not a matter of let's find out. It's a matter of they're they're tenth. No, they've got no, 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 they don't no. no time. They got no time to, to no. They wait do for have everything time. to be perfect. It's twenty six games in, and whatever else you want to say about how much time they have. So if these they're games not, are disposable, wouldn't it be a good idea to give minutes that are so disposable in your estimation? No, they're now. not disposable. That's my point. If Moses Moody were ready to play more than 18 minutes on one of his really available nights, don't you think he would play more? I, I think that's the problem, is that their bench doesn't provide them with the flexibility to say, well, Clay doesn't have it tonight, let's, let's play him 23 minutes, and we could play Moody 25. I mean, they see this better than we do. I think their problem is they don't have stuff that they can put put in into the into the starting five or not even the starting five just the five on the floor that's what the problem's been all year long it's you've got five guys then you've got pool in the middle and then you've got five guys you can't trust yet and that's their problem that's not a good problem to have no it's not a good problem to have which is why they struggle when right half now. your roster is untrustable <laughs> yeah or at least under trustable i mean you know, last night, Kaminga, who is earning his minutes. He is. No question. Getting better. Gets 29. DiVincenzo gets 28. Did he do anything material to to, to make a difference? Yeah, he had, he had seven assists, nine, re, nine rebounds. But, you know, did he make a material difference in the game? Did you go, yeah, DiVincenzo is really making a difference tonight? No, not really. You know, Lamb. I mean, he's got three Lamb. steals in the game. Here's the thing: the whatever the Warriors' bench problems are, I'm not including Dante Divincenzo in those problems. I'm really not. He's at least. Here's the thing: how many NBA players are on this team? How many defined NBA players? Better, I mean, I mean, that's a serious not, question. Not, okay, not, so I'm not just saying you cash an NBA paycheck, but I, I understand that. That's why I want to know how many. What? How are you defining this? can really contribute and, and help you out in an NBA game. I mean, Ty Jerome is not that guy. You know, Anthony Lamb felt like in moments he can be that guy, but again, they're, they're counting way too much on a two-way player, and why is he a two-way player if you're counting on him that much? You know, what is Ryan Rollins? What is Patrick Baldwin Jr.? We don't know. What is Moses Moody? We don't know. I mean, that's the thing. we got to start finding out. And if you've got to lose a few games think, along the way of finding out and who these guys are, so be it. Because you're losing games anyways, is, but that I is don't my think, point. But I don't think... If you're 13 and 13, nothing really matters. But it's not a matter of what you think. It's a matter of what they think. And I think they've already made judgments on these guys about where they are right now. It's that they can't trust them with more minutes. 
they don't have a choice, I well, guess. Well, so then I think Steph they do Curry have a needs choice. to play 45 minutes. That's it. Well, then you got to turn around and say, Steph, Clay, you're never coming off the court. Draymond, no, you're just you're constantly playing. Kevon Looney, 48 well, minutes a night. But Ty Jerome is not playing at all if Curry's in the lineup. And Jermichael Green's not, but you're going to see five minutes if, if Wiggins is playing. And that's another that's thing. The they point. signed him to be a lot more than he's he's been. He's been terrible. Jemichael he's not Green. been good. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is when you sit your three of your four best guys because they're hurt or whatever, they don't have the depth to make up for that. So that when they are available, you're not going to see much of these guys until they show that they're that they're worthy of it. And so far, I mean, I'll give you that DiVincenzo will give you some minutes. And Kaminga's the only other guy who looks like he's starting to get the pace and understanding of the game that they require. There, these other guys, I don't know that you could trust them night in and night out. And I think that's the problem. I mean, I think they would, try, they would trust them if they thought they could. But I think so far they look at this and they go, no, nah, we can't. 888-957-9570. This is Kumar. Hello, Kumar. Hey there. Um, I've been listening to to you and everybody else on, on 95.7 trash the Warriors for last night's game all day. And I'm really shocked. I watched that game. I thought the ending was really exciting. Obviously, it ended very stupidly at the very end. But the Warriors had no business winning that game with the three guys out. Um, I think was, that's what makes it rough because it was oh. there. I mean, it was there. It was right there. Day on the radio. They, they did really well. Kuminga basically won that game for them. And then they made some stupid rookie mistakes at the end. And that's what you want. You want this stuck in their craw because that is a learning experience for them. That is going to stick with them. They should have won. That is the best thing that can happen to these young guys. And as for the team, they started out 3-8. and eight. They've been 10-5 and five since. I think there's a lot of doom and gloom. And I think you're all going to find out that this is the same team that we've come to know and love. And I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kumar. I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But I have to suspend an awful lot of disbelief with what my own eyes are telling me to say, yeah, this is the Warriors. They're just going to figure it out with this group. No change is necessary. No notes. Everything's going to be fine. I think Steve Kerr has gone way, way out of his way to appear less worried than he really is about this roster. And I think Bob Myers is winning the best supporting actor this year, too. I think they're worried. I think they should be. 888-957-9570 is a number. Much more coming up, including a conversation with Dan Minucci, who coached Brock Purdy when he was in high school. Coming up, and we don't know anything about Brock Purdy. It's time to get to know Brock Purdy a little bit more, and we're going to do that. Continue taking your calls. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> Demon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. So the merch store is open. I mean, all your shopping needs for the holidays, it's probably an exaggeration, but the merch store is indeed open. 957thegameshop.com today. See what there is. Enjoy. Uh, so I have been friends with colleagues, if you will, uh, with Manooch, who is the co-host of Rockin' Manooch on Fox Sports 910 in Arizona. I've been going on his show for years. He has popped on this show for several years. Whenever it's 49ers and Cardinals, we usually talk. Whenever it's like Giants and Diamondbacks or Warriors and Suns, uh, we, we, we have always appreciated each other's work. What a lot of you probably don't know is before he became Manooch, he was Dan Manucci 
who played quarterback professionally in the NFL, a little cup of coffee, if you will, had a little time with the Canadian Football League as well, and uh, in a much of a way, our, our friend and colleague Sean Salisbury continues to keep his foot in the coaching world. Dan Minucci does just that. And one of the guys from his coaching world just happens to be, say it along with me, 49ers starting quarterback Brock Purdy, because that's exactly who he is right now. Dan, thank you very much for joining us here on Damon and Ratto. Hopefully everyone understands why exactly we're having you on now, because we don't know much about Brock Purdy outside of the game that we just watched and the quotes that the team is releasing about him right now. You've known this kid since he was how many years old? Oh, my goodness. And, gentlemen, thank you for having me on. I'm ready to uh, rock and roll. Uh, Sorry, I could not resist the pun. Shame on you. Well, I know. I had to do it. You know what, guys? I've been training one Brock Purdy since uh, the spring of his ninth grade year. He was doing a little baseball and football. And then he really got focused uh, his sophomore year, spring of his sophomore year after football season. And he, he quit baseball. So I've been working with this. Very, very fine young man, uh, basically since, you know, the ninth grade and getting workouts in during the summer and in the off season and anytime he's home, whether it was from Iowa State or uh, getting ready to go to the San Francisco 49ers, we've always worked. Uh, it's been mechanics. It's been throwing. It's getting the arm stronger. And, guys, he's always been a young man that's, thank you, sir, may I have another. You know, thank you, sir, may I have another. You know, he just he couldn't work him hard enough. And I train these guys, you know, like a Bryce Perkins with the L.A. Rams or a Tyler Shuck with Texas Tech or Ty Thompson at Oregon. A lot of the guys, even Chubba Purdy, his brother, who's up in Nebraska, you know, you work him, you work him, because I push him to the next level. Out of all of them, especially Brock, he's got that quiet, very serious demeanor, and every once in a while I had to get him to smile. You know, just, you know, lighten up once in a while, Brock. But he's just always been a hardworking, wanting, wanting to get better with every workout, and one of those guys that anytime he's available, he's in town seeking me out to do the training. Well, I tell you, if you're going to get a compliment from someone, let it be the guy protecting your blind side. And left tackle, all-world tackle, Trent Williams basically just said, you know, the one thing that we really like about Brock is he tells anyone in the huddle who's talking to shut the hell up as fast as humanly possible. (laughs) And he even said, this guy acts... Doesn't play like, but he acts in the huddle like he's already Peyton Manning. So that, to me, is one of the saving graces of the 49ers are now going to entrust their season to a third-string quarterback. Because I don't think there are a lot of third-string quarterbacks who have that much confidence in their own headspace. And it feels like that's what maybe his single best attribute is. I don't know about the arm, the mobility, uh, physical attributes obviously led him all the way to the final pick of the draft. But if he's right in between the ears, Dan, he can maybe do things in this league. Well, the other thing, too, you remember now, guys, is that you know I, always, I tell a lot of folks, look, he's mature beyond his years. I, I say he's an old soul, and he's always been that way, very mature, uh, very meticulous, checked all the boxes. And, guys, he's played, what, 44, 45 games in college, so he's very seasoned from reps. And and for a lot of the guys, I tell them, look, you get in that huddle, you've got command of it. I don't care if you're there the first day or it's 10 years from now, you got command. And I, and I saw that quote from Trent Williams, and I love that because that's Brock. He's not going to say a lot. Kind of like E.F. Hutton, if you remember those days from way, way back. You know, when he speaks, they listen. And he's got emotion. He's not going to be too high. He's not going to be too low. He's very even killed. But I'll guarantee you this, guys. He is not going to be out prepared. He'll watch the 136 rolls of film he was looking to watch on his off day this last Tuesday. He'll watch this. He'll study that. And to have that kind of command in the huddle, you know, Brock's been there and done that. He's had to tell those linemen because they want to chirp in once in a while, as we very well know. Is Hell, I remember in the playoff game against the Chargers my second year, Conrad Dobler, the good old Connie said, hey, Manooch, keep your ass in the freaking pocket. I'm like, Connie, I got this. And he just kind of, all right, you're good. And sometimes you got to take that command, whether you're a first-year guy or, or, a, or a 10-year vet. But that's just the way Brock is. He's not going to say a lot. He's going to do it by actions and not by words. So if you didn't teach him how to run a huddle, 
that way, who did? Because I, I don't guess that this is something that guys just do naturally. I suspect it's got to be taught to them early on. So who gets the credit for that? You know what? I, I think it's a combination of, you know, we've had very long talks about quarterbacking, not only in college, but in the NFL. And uh, this is probably going back a year and a half uh, when Tyler, Chuck, and, and Brock were working out. They're working out. I and mean, when we get to their work, we just talk about quarterbacking 101, quarterbacking at this level, at that level. And I've always told them, guys, you, you've got to have command out there on the field. Now, we, Ray, we may not have got specific about the huddle per se, but what I used to tell guys, look, you're the leader on the field. What you do on and off the field speaks volumes of who you are. So the command of that huddle is just kind of one of those leadership qualities um, that Brock has had. You know, it came from his, probably his, his dad, Sean. I'm sure talked to him about it. I've mentioned it to the guys. But sometimes, guys, you know, you, you talk a lot of you talk a lot of stuff about the NFL and being a quarterback, and you just hope that ninety percent or even eighty percent of it sticks. What you're telling these guys what it's like at the next level, and that in particular. Those specific conversations are probably more along the lines of leadership, more so than command of the huddle. And that's just Brock, who he is. He's just, he's serious. He knows what it takes. And a lot of that's just very innate in who he is. Dan Minucci, who is Brock Purdy's quarterback coach and has been since high school in the off seasons. He's also half a Rockin' Minute, a sports talk show uh, in Arizona on Fox Sports 910. Uh, nice enough to join us here. And basically, let's wrap up with this, because this to me is the $100,000 question about where this offense goes as Brock Purdy is leading it. How is he inside of the 15-yard box that Kyle basically runs his entire offense in. I'm talking about 12 yards in front of the line of scrimmage and three yards behind because it is an intermediate underneath or screen game that Shanahan even runs with Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. If Brock Purdy can hit open targets in that area, the 49ers offense really shouldn't look noticeably different mm -hmm. with Brock Purdy running it. How is he, Dan, in that 15-yard box? He'll be very good. He'll be fearless. He understands it. He sees it, and he knows it. He's not afraid to pull the trigger, guys. Uh, and when I say that, he's not afraid to be that quarterback in that particular scenario. And we talk about the red zone all the time. So be smart, but understand exactly where you're going. And, and watching that those two touchdown passes last week that he had, uh, the one was a little rollout, flipping it out to you know CMC, you know getting that getting that ball out to him, and and making that understanding. So he'll be smart, he'll be alert, he'll pick up his keys, and he's not afraid to throw the ball, or he's not afraid to enhance the ball in that particular area. So if there's one word I could sum it up, Damon and Ray, it, it, it's fearless, confident, and able to make things happen down in that particular area of the field. We'll take it. Dan, thank you very much for helping us to get to know this young man a little bit better. Always appreciate your time, man, and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours. Thank you, guys. Let me just tell this to all your listeners out there. He is one of the nicest, finest young men you are ever going to meet. He's just that humble, hardworking individual. And Merry Christmas to you and yours. And, guys, it's fine to add another Italiano to the Ray and Rotter show and Damon Big D. So we always a pleasure, always a treat. To have me on. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Dan Minucci. You feeling the Ginzo bond right there, Ray? The Ginzo bond? You know exactly what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. My lawyer will be in touch. Oh, stop it. It's a compliment. You know it. <clears throat> Doesn't mean I can't make fun of you for it. How many lozenges are we into this show? This is four. Four already? Yep. Can you make it to six o'clock tonight? I doubt it. You'll you'll have to talk to the coroner. <laughs> uh, we have George Contos joining us in about a half an hour from right now. We're going to get into what the Giants have left in front of them in uh, free agency. And obviously, they got a lot still to do in front of them in free agency. I know a lot of you were, uh, were listening to us talk about what is ailing the Golden State Warriors right now. And look, was last night's game a tailor-made loss? Yep based on who wasn't playing, but then they had it won. And they lost it anyways. And I guess my overall arcing point is that the 
the Golden State Warriors better be operating like they don't let like they can just let the season come to them. I know that's the way things have gone in the past. This to me does not remind me of the way things have gone in the past. I have always said who you are on the road is who you really are. Who you are at home is maybe the heights of who you could be. But who you are on the road is who you really are as a basketball team. And who the Warriors are on the road right now is the worst team in the NBA. That, to me, is concerning. And it's got to be concerning to all involved. The players, the coaches, the front office, the owner. And for fans out there who just want to say, no big whoop, lots of time left, God, I hope you're right. I really do. Warriors have been bad up to this point this year. They've sort of turned a little bit of a corner. At least it felt that way. But the last two games have erased an awful lot of the goodwill that they had earned in me. And they got a seven-game road. Well, a a seven-game stretch here. A game at home against the Boston uh, Celtics. Then six on the road. And then they come home. It was an eight-game stretch, I guess. uh, To see the Memphis Grizzlies. And I could see them lose each and every one of those games. The way that they're playing right now, I could see them lose those games. All of them. It's conceivable. Hold on, hold on. Welcome to your four o'clock hour, darling. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.